The book of First Timothy tonight, First Timothy chapter number four, will be in First Timothy uh, chapter number four, and I'm going to uh, bring a little bit different message tonight, and uh, I, I'm going to read the entire chapter, First Timothy chapter number four, and we'll uh, look at several uh, verses in this chapter throughout the evening, and uh, just to give you fair warning, I do not have four points tonight. I have 10 points this evening. Listen to the groan in there. I'm come, we need to have revival tonight. That's what we need. Uh, no, I will move quickish through the message this evening, uh, but it's a little unique message. Tonight I'm going to preach on uh, why we host the Preacher's Delight Conference. And we're going to look at 1 Timothy chapter number 4. And because I do believe this is something that God has given us as a church, a ministry God has given us. And I want to always remind us, uh, this is not just the things we put on a calendar, not just things that keep us busy. Life keeps us busy. There's an eternal purpose. There's an eternal benefit. And I want to remind us of, as a church, and I believe we, we understand uh, that these things are important. And sometimes we don't realize how important. Uh, for example, we've, we've been talking for years about the reaching Spanish nations. And we've had to be patient with some of these things. And, and, and God has opened the door at the right time. And 32 souls were saved this morning. And, and I believe God's going to continue to do more and more. So what the Lord impresses upon us to do as a church, I want to just remind us of how important it is, <clears throat> and this will be a help to us as well, because I believe the Lord wants to do a work in our heart. Um, if, you know, I, I don't always know how many people are going to come. I know we've had a few that were planning on coming. I know one I heard because, you know, uh, the hurricane is kept there in South Florida and different things, and ministry's busy. And, but I, I always say this to myself, no matter who comes, our church is going to be blessed. Our church is going to be helped. But there are many who will be here next week. And uh, I want to be a help and a blessing to them. And I just want to remind us of this. So follow along with me this evening. First Timothy chapter number 4. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in a latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry, and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse profane and old wise fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is it of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach <clears throat> because we trust in a living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. These things command and teach. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. <coughs> Meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Let's pray. Father, we 
thank you once again for the day you've given us. We thank you for uh, meeting with us. We thank you for your word, how it helps us, how it strengthens us, how it convicts us, challenges us. And Father, may we be sensitive again this evening to the leading of the Spirit. And Father, may we as a church be reminded of a purpose, of a mission, of a ministry, uh, of helping people. And Father, I pray that to the individual tonight we'll realize the importance of not only growing individually and not only being a part of something where we can grow, but always being mindful of those that we can be a help and a minister to. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll use this chapter tonight, and I've already told you what I'm going to be bringing the message on, the, what subject the message will be tonight, while we host the Preacher's Delight Conference. And uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. I do have 10 things that, as I was thinking about this, and I was away with a group uh, working out in New Mexico this week, and uh, the Lord put this message on my heart and this thought of praying about the meeting and, and, and dealing with the upcoming meeting. And certainly when you uh, try and do something like this for the Lord, the devil always rears his head and fights what God is doing. And, and just thinking about and praying for God to bless and uh, God to be a help to us, I got to thinking uh, why, well, why we have the Preacher's Delight Conference. And we're going to look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I want these things to be a reminder to us of the uh, purpose but also what we have an opportunity to be a part of. I've, I've preached the last several Sunday mornings, as you know, on the subject of giving, but I brought out the aspect, and I'll continue to do so and remind us, of doing what we do with joy. We get to serve God. We get to be a part of what God is doing. We get to help someone else. It's not a burden, and we shouldn't serve the Lord as it's burdensome. God gets no honor out of that. God gets no glory out of that, and uh, this is a good reminder for us. So look with me, uh, and I'll, I'll give them, I'll give you, I'll go through this list fairly quickly. Some I'll just mention some. I'll, I'll take a little bit longer, but I want to mention uh, the first reason why we host a Preacher's Delight conference. And I'll say this for those of you that don't know, we uh, we make it possible. And I, I've alluded to this, and maybe this will be your first uh, first one that you uh, are a part of. Uh, we make it to where uh, pastors can bring their families, and certainly bring people from their church. But we uh, host them. We put them up. We feed them every night. We fellowship with them. We want them to be helped and blessed. But certainly we know that we get a blessing when we serve. We get a blessing when we do for others. It's the death of a church if it ever gets to a place where it's all about us. It's all about what we have. It's all about what we need. It's all about what we want to do. Uh, the Bible is very clear that God's church should always be advancing. It's always about this, this lost world. It's always about being a help to other people. And so uh, while we host the Preachers Like Converse, number one is to encourage faithfulness. To encourage faithfulness. Look at me in verse number one. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. The Bible tells us that there's some departing from the faith. There's a lost world that's never had the faith. There are those that have been deceived by false doctrine that never had the faith. That's not what this is talking about. Paul is telling Timothy that there's some who have the faith and they're going to depart from it. Who is it? It's us. It's Bible believers. So what we want to help accomplish is to encourage God's people to be faithful. Because some will depart from the faith. But I want to encourage you. I want myself to be encouraged. I want to encourage those that will be here. Let's be faithful to the word of God. I want to encourage 
faithfulness. Uh, this, the devil is real. He's after God's people. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. Uh, he changes uh, doctrine ever so slightly, and men are deceived. I want to be an encourager. And so the first reason why we have the Preacher's Delight Conference and we host the Preacher's Delight Conference is to encourage faithfulness. Boy, we need that in this world, don't we? Some encouragement just to be faithful. I didn't say I'm going to encourage perfection. Encourage faithfulness. Well, well, I, I stumbled and I fell or I had some discouraging moments. Get up, be faithful. Uh, hold true to the things of the Word of God. The preaching next week is going to be right from this book. The men that are preaching, they preach out of the same book I preach out of. It's going to be true. It's going to be the Word of God. Encourage us to be faithful. Number two, to be a reminder of good ministry. We host a Preacher's Delight Conference to be a reminder of good ministry. Notice with me verse number six. If thou put the remembrance, put the brethren in remembrance of these things, what things? The things that are mentioned in the first five verses. Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. I want to not only encourage faithfulness, I want to be a reminder of good ministry, who it is we serve. Uh, We don't serve a denomination. We don't serve a fellowship. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We're in his ministry. Well, the denomination says this, isn't it? Well, Well, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the encouragement that I want to be, to be a reminder of good ministry. Uh, you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not only in good ministry, you're in the only ministry that matters. And we host this conference, and I want you to be encouraged by it. I want those that could be here to be encouraged as a reminder of good ministry, a ministry to be put in remembrance of some things so we can be a good minister of Jesus Christ. You know what, if that's the standard that you and I shoot for, uh, we may not hit it with perfection, uh, but there's a lot of things in this world that we get distracted by. I just want to serve Jesus. I just want to serve the Lord. I just want to do His work. I just want to, and when we're going to emphasize some of these things in the, in the new year, and we just, I just want to be busy serving the Lord. Number three, why we ho- third reason why we host the Preachers of Light Conference is to offer support. Verse number six, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Notice that's word, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine. You know, we're told we need to eat a healthy diet so we can get our nourishment. And I remind people all the time, key lime is a fruit. <laughs> so, you know, you know, that's just the way. It, so we say, we got to get the nourishment. And, 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 and you, know, you know what I'm saying. We need spiritual nourishment. And uh, we want to offer that support. I want to help the cause of Christ, not hurt it. I want to do what I can do to help somebody else in their Christian life. That's a good ministry for everybody in here. Find somebody I can offer some support to, somebody I can uh, be an encouragement to. You see somebody who comes in and, and they seem to be a little down, their head's a little hung, make a point to go over and say, don't go over to them and say, how bad is it? No, that's not what you need to do. You don't, don't go over to them and be like, oh, uh, t- tell me about it so I can pray with you. No, put a smile on your face. Hey, it's good to see you. How's it going? Be friendly. Offer some support. Pray for them. So we want to offer some support. That's the third reason why we host the Preachers Light Conference. Number four, because of our common circumstances. Look at verse number 10. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in 
the living God. We host the Preacher's Delight Conference because of our common circumstances. Um, I, I probably talk about it more than others and not talk about it as enough of others, but spiritual warfare is, is a real thing. And faithful men of God carry a lot of burdens. They battle the devil. I often say it like this. We say, well, the pastor, he's on the front line of spiritual warfare. And he is. We say, he's only a man. We try and tear down the office by declaring the obvious. He's only a man. And the pastor is only a man. But then he's on the, spirit, the front lines of the spiritual warfare and fighting a pretty strong enemy. And the battle gets weary sometimes. And the battle gets burdensome sometimes. You know why we want to host a Preacher's Delight Conference and come, let the, these, these other men come in and their families come in and the faithful pastor's wives come in, all these come in? Why? Because we want to offer them some encouragement because of our common circumstances. I love what he writes for. Therefore, we both labor. We both labor. Small church, little church, big town, small town. We labor. You labor in a certain ministry. Some, somebody else labors in a different ministry. We both labor and suffer reproach. So I'm having a hard time. Well, you'll see some individuals, and they'll never say it, but the devil's been working them over pretty hard. He's been fighting them. He's been fighting in his church because that's what the devil does. But you know what we get to be reminded of? Because of our common circumstances, we labor, we suffer approach, we serve the same God. We serve the same Savior. Um, number five, while we host a Preacher's Delight Conference, it narrows our focus. Look at verse number 13. He says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. He's speaking to Timothy, his son in the faith, this younger preacher, in he reminds him of all these important things. Some we've taken the time to, to, to isolate. Some uh, we don't because of time this evening. But he reminds him of all these things about ministry. He reminds him, let no man despise thy youth, and he can be an example. And every young Christian, you should strive to be an example in, in all of these areas. Uh, sometimes you need a little seasoning before you Engage in leadership, but what you can do is you can be an example. And then he says, till I come. This is what you want to pay attention to. This is what you want to do. He says, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. He narrowed his focus from here, ministry, to here. What I mean by that is we all get busy and distracted in life. And what this does for a week, us as a church, and then all those that will be here, it narrows our focus. The King of kings and Lord of lords is coming again. There is a world for us to reach. What God has for me is just as important what God has for somebody else, and it narrows our focus to just stay focused on Him and serve Him where He has us, and we'll, by His grace and by faith, we'll press forward. It narrows the fo our focus. Another way of saying this is a good reset button. It's like I need to get my keep my priorities right where they need to be and realize that my focus is what I need to be focused on. He says, pay attention to these things. He says, be focused on this. 
And that's what a week like the Preacher's Light Conference does. It narrows our focus. Uh, we, can be, we can get distracted in ministry, can't we? In this world, as a church, there's so many things to get caught up in. And I guess if, if you'll permit me to say it like this, and over the last few years, I've kind of given us warning of, you know, we're not making our church services political rallies. I'm not against Christians voting. You should. But what I'm saying is we have to have a narrow focus to what we can do with our time, what we can do with our energy, what we can do with the most important things. I can't do everything. If I had more time, I could save this world. If If I could put myself in two places at once, I could get a lot done. Anybody else feel that way? But I can't. So our focus has got to be narrowed to what is the most important thing. A week like the Preacher's Light Conference narrows our focus. Number six is a reminder of our calling. Verse 14, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. One, a week like this reminds us of our salvation, and we're thankful for that. It reminds us of our calling. Timothy certainly was called to preach, called to be a pastor. It reminds us of our calling. You say, Pastor, I understand there's going to be some preachers here, and it's good for them to be reminded, but that's not for me. But God has got something specific for you as you serve in this church. I pray next week somebody does get called to preach. I pray next week somebody does get called to the mission field. I pray next week that somebody who's forgotten put that on the back burner, gets, gets, the, gets the fire stoked in their heart, and they go inside. They're going to do what it is that God called them to do. We get weary in well-doing. That's why we're warned not to be weary in well-doing. We're warned not to be weary because God knows we get weary in well-doing. But a week like that reminds us of the opportunity that God has for us. It's good next week. You know, the choir sings every Sunday. It's important. It sets the tone of the whole service Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. We'll be reminded this week because it's starting with you. As soon as the service starts, you're starting. You're singing. So get warmed up. Have your voice ready to go. Don't be road raging on the way from work to get here. Be in this. If you do, just stop. Kneel in the parking lot. Get it right. We can finish and fix it all later to get in here and get ready to sing. But it's a reminder, even as every one of us in this, this, this church fills their post of what it is that God has for you to do. It's a, it's a reminder of our calling. Number seven, look how fast I'm moving through this. Aren't you proud of me? Number seven, while we host the Preacher's Light Conference, to encourage full surrender and dedication. Verse 15, meditate upon these things. Give thyself, notice that next word, holy to them. I would dare say there's members of this church that you give yourself partially to the scripture. Give yourself partially to ministry. Paul says give yourself wholly to them. Next week, we got some great preachers that are going to be here to preach. And if they don't step on our toes, I'm going to be disappointed. If they don't challenge us, I'm going to be disappointed. Why? Because we need to be reminded, we need to be challenged to give ourselves wholly, 
holy to him, holy in our service, full surrender and dedication. This is tied in with my Sunday morning messages on giving because it, it ties together with giving. Are you fully surrendered to God? Are you fully surrendered to what he would have you do? Are you fully surrendered to your service for him? Say, Pastor, that's going to be good for those pastors to, to hear that. And for those, those, those guests that come, it's going to be good for them to hear that. Friend, it's going to be good for you and I to hear it. For you and I to be reminded that we need to give ourselves fully and, and be fully dedicated. Because, because for us as a church to do what I believe God has for us to do, it's going to take everybody to be fully surrendered and dedicated to his cause. Number eight, while we host a Preacher's Light Conference, to search our hearts and minds. Look again in verse number 16. Take heed unto thy neighbor. Some of you aren't following along because you're like, yep, yep, that's exactly, yep, amen, pastor. Take heed unto thy spouse. No, take heed unto thyself. Take heed unto thyself. Um, before a leader of a home can take care of his home, he's got to take care of him. He's got he's got to take heed of himself. Before somebody who is the pastor of a church is, can really help those that God's placed under his leadership, he's got to take heed of himself. Each and every one of us must search our hearts and minds to see if there's any area of our life that. Is not fully surrendered to him. There's anything in our hearts and our minds and our lives that keeps us from being close to him. If there's any sin, if there's any, 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 any unforgiveness, if there's anything like that, we must search ourselves. And when you have a meeting that, that like this that we host, where it's preacher after preacher after preacher after preacher after preacher. It puts us in a place that we, we must consider what is it that I need to do? What is it that I have in my heart that shouldn't be there? What is it that I need to surrender to him? And sometimes you can say, as far as I know, uh, there's nothing between, there's nothing I'm doing that I should not do. That, and, and none of us are perfect, you know what I mean, but I'm not going in a direction that I should not go. But sometimes there's something more that God wants from us. Boy, we hear hard preaching sometimes to say, yep, I'm glad he said that because they need to hear it. Well, do you need to hear it? Or I hope they heard that. Because I, I know. I saw their Facebook post. They needed that. Well, be that as it may, you're not the Spirit of God in their life. And what, what is it? So many times we're taking, we're taking too much time and energy to look at what everybody else needs. We're not asking God, God, what do you have for me? What, what is it in my heart? We must take heed unto ourselves to search our hearts and minds. And just two more, number nine, while we host the Preacher's Delight Conference, is to challenge and never quit, but finish. To challenge and never quit, but finish. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. Continue in them. Pastor, what does God have for me to continue in them? What more do God have for me? He'll, he'll let you know, but continue in them. We must be reminded that we must never quit. 
want you to think about it and let it weigh on you for just a moment. What it means as a Christian to quit on God. To quit serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. To quit being faithful to his house, to his church that he died for. To quit giving when he gave everything. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal when we as God's people say, you know what, I just, I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, we need to be challenged. Now, nowadays, our flesh gets in the way. God brings things into our life that we must overcome. We need to grow from it. The enemy fights us. We become too self-sufficient. I can deal with this, and I can, I can handle this emotion, and I can do this, and we don't lean on the Spirit of God. We don't follow this book. But I want to be challenged never to quit. I have no intention of quitting. I hope you have the same mindset and mentality. What if it gets hard? It hadn't been so far. Uh, I, I, by God's help and by God's grace. But you know what? I want to still be challenged to never quit, but to finish. To finish. Paul, who writes to Timothy in the next letter, which you would know because it seems like I've preached a thousand messages from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 4. It's more like 700, but a lot. We're reminded Paul's, Paul talks about his finish. I fought a good fight. He had finished, and there was a crown waiting for him. You know, that ought to be the goal of every single one of us. Anytime I can be helped and challenged to never quit, to finish, continue, continue. continue. When it gets hard, that's a word that you need to have in your mind, continue. Continue. Often in my exchanges with different pastors and different missionaries, whether it be through text or through messenger or something, I always conclude with press on. Pastor, that's great for you to remind them to press on. That's for me as much or more than it is for them. I want to continue. I want to continue. Many of you, you're still here because of one thing, one mindset. I just have to continue. I've got to continue pressing on. Then number 10. This by far is going to be your favorite reason because it's the last one. Why we host the Preacher's Delight Conference. Look at me again in verse number 16. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. Why is Paul writing all of this? Why does he tell him in verse number 1, the Spirit speaketh expressly plainly. That there's many who will depart from the faith. They're following a seducing spirit. It's not the spirit. They're going to depart from the faith. Then he reminds him of all of these things. Some we spent some time on, others we haven't in this chapter. Gives him some attention and then he concludes, Take heed unto thyself and unto this doctrine, continue in them. Why is it important that Timothy takes heed? Why is it important that he continues? And why is it important that his focus gets narrowed? Why is it important for Paul to warn him that there's some who have the same faith you have? You serve with them now, Timothy. You, you minister with them now. They will depart from the faith. Why does he warn them of that? <coughs> it gets down to the last verse of this chapter. 
For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself. Let me stop right there. If you depart from the faith, you hurt yourself. No matter what, they, what you post on Facebook, no matter how you justify it, you're hurting yourself. If you continue, you're going to save yourself. Well, that, 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 that spirit, the seducing spirit, doesn't tell you the consequences of leaving God. You save yourself. Mom and Dad, you stay faithful to the Word of God, you're saving yourself. But you're not just saving yourself. And them... That hear thee. It is a wonderful thought, is a wonderful result to hear. Hey, Brother Neil, I wanted to let you know that I got encouraged at that meeting. I've heard this. My people got a new pastor. Not because they voted him out and got somebody else in. But they got a new pastor because of what God did in their heart here. If we can encourage somebody to stay true, you say, you mean there's going to be pastors that want to quit? Yes, and that's besides me. There's going to be, there's going to be all kinds of them there who want, no. But we, if we can encourage somebody going to help there's a, there's a truth there's a principle in the word of God that is so underrated and if we don't give all, all God's principles the, the hearing they, they, they deserve we underrate them it's the Bible principle of iron sharpening iron being challenged and other lives who are serving the Lord challenge us um, number 10 the reason why we host a preacher's light conference is to affect churches God does a work in the heart of a pastor. He's going to go back home. And it's going to affect that church. You know, it doesn't matter what the devil will do to fight against what we try to do with the Preacher's Delight Conference. If God's men are getting helped here and go home and minister to God's people, God's going to provide everything we need year after year, after year. We do it to affect churches. Now, how does that say, that's, that's great, I'm going to be praying, I want to affect these pastors, and that's why you ought to sing by the Spirit of God, that's why you ought to be willing to work that week, because it's going to have an effect, not just on those here, but if one pastor gets encouraged, if one pastor gets helped, I've given you this testimony before that there's uh, pastors been to our conference more than one year. And I look at these modular classrooms sitting in our parking lot and it's a test of my Christianity every time I see them because I want them already placed. But I have a pastor give testimony seeing those in that parking lot. Lord, use that to turn my heart that we're going to go back and we're going to build. I keep saying to God, okay, now your work is done with that. Let us get on, let, let's get on place now. But you get the point that I'm making. Now, let me, let me tie it up and, and say this. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thought and truth that a, that a pastor can go back and get help and help his church. So what does that do for us? One, it allows us to have a part in that. But don't underestimate 
how you can affect your church if you'll let God do a work in your heart. How you can affect what God is doing in your ministry, in your place of service, if you'll let God do something in your heart. No matter who you are, no matter insignificant you think you are when it comes to the cause of Christ, number one, you matter to God. Second of all, you matter to me. And you matter to the cause of Christ. And if you are struggling with something or you were seeking something from God and He uses this week to speak to your heart and it causes you to pray more, it causes you to be a greater witness, it causes you to, 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 to grow in your Christian life, that helps us all. Helps us all. So all of us should be going into next week, Lord, would you do a great work in the heart of our guest? Would you do a great work in my heart? I'll be preaching twice. I'll be teaching every morning. I'll certainly be busy. But rest assured that when I'm sitting and listening, the prayer on your pastor's heart is, Lord, speak to me. Work in my heart. Show me what more I need to do to give of myself to you. You know what? That will be the prayer of every single person in here. Number one, you've got to make, make up your mind tonight. Quit thinking of the excuses that you can come up with to miss in one of the evening services, to miss one of the morning services. If you can be here, you ought to be here. And I'll go as far to say, don't complain about your country and the direction of things around us if when the doors are open and you, ha- you can be here. Now, if you're providentially hindered, I understand that. And that because you want to watch Monday Night Football is not providentially hindered. Um, you ought to be here. Are we serious about God doing the work or not? You can affect positively. Your church affect the cause of Christ. So Lord put this on my heart this week, and I wanted to share it this evening. Why do we host the preachers like comes? A lot of work goes into it. We have, a lot, we have money budgeted towards it. Why? Because it makes a great difference in the cause of Christ. It makes a great difference in what God is doing. And more than anything else, I think it helps us. We're going to hear some great preaching, but we get an opportunity to serve others. We get an opportunity to serve other people. And I want God to use us and to use this meeting to do something in your heart. I'm praying God does something in mine. I'm praying God does something in yours. I'm praying that God uses it to his honor and glory. Father, I pray that you'd use the message tonight.